shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. This Thanksgiving, spend some time with Clifford. Clifford! Clifford! We got a dog. I noticed. You can run to the number one family film in America. That's the big red dog. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Ready PGA. Now play. In theaters and streaming on Paramount Plus. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And hopefully I will not be as fiery as someone wrote me earlier this week on uh, the Y episode. Um, thank you though for writing me and, and telling me that I was fired up. I I was. I was I, uh, that's something that I'm a little bit passionate about is storylines in wrestling. I... I definitely don't want to see Greco-Roman college-style wrestling in mixed in with my professional wrestling, which is sometimes what it appears to be, is who can have the most spot fests or who can um, do the most moves without really connecting to the crowd. I think that's been the worst thing about the pandemic is the wrestlers themselves don't know if they are hitting the right tone with the crowd and with their fans, and they're not getting good reactions. So hopefully we see a jump in a lot better storylines and long-term storytelling. I'm talking over all promotions, not just one or two in particular or anything like that. I think we've seen a drop in it, you know, industry-wide. But let's talk tonight about Impact Wrestling Against All Odds. Starts tonight at 8 p.m. Guys, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm looking forward to this show to happen to get it over with. It's a filler show. I'm not really excited about a lot of the matches. And the matches that I am excited about, it's just because I like the wrestlers. It's not because of any great storyline that I want to see move forward. I feel like most of the matches on this card, fairly predictable. And that we'll get to see, you know, like I said, stories just move on. They're trying to get to Slammiversary, which is July 17th. It is the first pay-per-view um, after the April 15th WWE employees were fired. And a lot of people, I think, are expecting them to show up there. Um, guys, I think you do see a couple. But you've got to remember that AEW's Fighter Fest Night 1 is on July 14th. And the A... Or excuse me, the WWE... Fired employees are allowed to sign with someone, I believe it's July 13th or July 14th. So you actually may see one, maybe uh, Fighter Fest Night 1. Or they may hold them out until Fighter Fest Night 2. I don't know. 
but I think Slammiversary does get some, but not 100% sure that it's going to be in the way a lot of fans online are writing. Um, I think it's interesting, though, some of you, I wish you were on creative at some of these wrestling promotions because I would like to see your ideas play out. I I think it would be great. But let's get into the first match of the night. Well, I don't know that it'll necessarily be the first match. But let's talk about W. Morrissey versus Rich Swan. Um, I feel like there's two stories here in play. One is of, obviously, W. Morrissey's uh, comeback. I'm excited to see where he wants to take this storyline. Because I think it is up to Morrissey. I don't know that he signed a long-term contract with Impact Wrestling. They haven't been doing a lot of extremely long-term contracts. So... I don't know how long his, his actual contract is with them. But if it's anything like EC3s or Matt Cardona's, something like that, it may only be like six months. And he may be jumping to a different promotion or going out on the indie circuit or something like that. And so I am excited to see where he goes with his own personal storyline. I'm rooting for his comeback. I hope that he truly has turned over a new leaf and that he has gotten his life straight. Because we all know that wrestling is not always um, sunshine and roses. But the storyline that they're trying to tell with Willie Mike and Rich Swan and Morrissey, I don't really understand. I'm just going to be real honest with you. You guys, feel free to write me or tweet me. Um, and tell me what is going on, because I don't really understand it, why Rich Swan and Willie Mack are involved, or why Morrissey sometimes goes after them. I, I don't know. I was kind of hoping that Morrissey would stay with Violent by Design, and then it would make sense with Rich Swan's background with Eric Young, but... I don't understand the storyline at all. I know a lot of people think that it's going to be Willie Mike versus Morrissey at Slammiversary. Let's hope not. I want this storyline to be over tonight with Morrissey winning. So that's my prediction. Then we've got Kojima against uh, Joe Durning. Guys, you know how I feel about Joe Durning. I can't stand him. Um, I didn't like him in... New Japan either. And that is where I'm very thankful to a listener wrote me earlier this week, said, have you watched any of Kojima's and Joe Doring's matches in New Japan? And I was like, no. And so I caught a couple of them last night. And by a couple, I mean, I watched three matches. So I watched one and a half matches in three matches. Because I'll be honest, I fast forwarded and... I didn't get into him. I I don't like Joe Doran's style, I don't guess. And I don't feel moved by him. Kojima, I've seen wrestle before and I think does a good job. 
just not in the storyline. And like I said, I know they have a past together. They were tag team partners at one point, from what I understand, in New Japan. And so they are both comfortable with each other. And I get that. But I don't want to see this storyline continue either. However, I'm afraid it's going to. And I think we see Joe During go over tonight, even though Kojima, they're wanting to build him up. I still think Joe During wins so that with 50-50 booking, then we can get him a win later. I think the story that they have been long-term storylining, I guess, of Jordan Grace has been really intriguing to me to follow. I haven't always liked it. I haven't always uh, enjoyed the slow-movingness of it. I have literally been saying sometimes, just, just hurry up and get this one over. I understand why they're long-term storylining with her, though. She just re-upped her contract. They know she's going to be there, and they know they can do it. And I know that Jordan Grace is really wanting to push her boundaries and get better in different movesets, storytelling, and different... to kind of grow her connection with fans. However, I almost think that this storyline has to be done in front of a crowd. I'm not sure that it's going over as well as what Impact thought it was going to. If you haven't been following or you fast forward through certain parts, because I know some of you aren't getting into certain aspects of Impact Wrestling. I've seen that on the internet. I've seen it on Reddit. I've seen it on different message boards. Jordan Grace um, became tag team partners with Jazz. Jazz was a legend who was getting ready to retire. She decided to become Jordan Grace's tag team partner. They um, really seemed to click. And Jordan Grace, however, was portrayed not to have... Picked up her mojo, maybe, is a, a good way of saying it, with Jazz. And started losing. And Jazz lost and re has retired. And in the pay-per-view, I guess before last, maybe th two or three months ago, she picked out a new tag team partner for... Jordan Grace, and it was Rachel Ellering, yes, Paul Ellering's daughter, and she came in, they won the tag team championships, wasn't believable, but uh, they did win the tag team championships uh, over Fire and Flava, Kara Hogan, and Tasha Steele. Since then, Jordan Grace has been taking loss after loss after loss. Um, she was the one that got pinned when they lost their tag team championships. Yes, they already have. Back to Fire and Flava. Um, Rachel Ellering has been looking like a star. Yes, that partially is 
her doing. But I think Jordan Grace really, her battles with some of the women, and I know that a lot of you think that I give her way, way too much credit, but I think the battles that Jordan Grace had with Tessa Blanchard really helped her. She learned selling a lot better. Um, I also think Jordan Grace is really maturing, and she is learning the aspects of TV, where the cameras are going to be, how to portray herself, what looks to give, and things like that. So she's really made the storyline as far as taking the loss after loss after loss, and watching her confidence go downhill, watching her lose her focus. Tennille Dashwood, here in the last couple weeks, has really been making a play for Rachel Ellering to be her tag team partner. And Jordan Grace is about tired of it. So they decided to do a match. So we're getting Jordan Grace versus uh, Tennille Dashwood tonight. Guys, like I said, this is a filler pay-per-view. I look for Tennille Dashwood to beat her. I think afterwards we see a vignette. If not, we will see one on Thursday night of Rachel Ellering being Miss Positive with Jordan Grace and Jordan Grace snapping. Because they've got three weeks until Slammiversary to tell the downfall of Jordan Grace and how she makes her comeback. And in order for her to get to the downfall, She's got to turn on Rachel Ellering and get mad at her for being too positive and make a difference in herself. I think it will be Rachel Ellering versus Jordan Grace at um, Slammiversary. And I think it, that does start tonight with Tennille Dashwood beating her. I... I guess I get excited every time I hear Street Fight and the draw, Sammy Callahan. Um, because you never know what you, to expect. And I know some of you are like, yeah, okay, Sam. No, no, no. I'm being serious. I think you truly never know what to expect. I don't know that Impact Wrestling sometimes knows what to expect with Sammy Callahan, especially at live events. Um... He has a tendency to surprise people. Um, John Moxley has called Sammy Callahan crazy. So if you've got John Moxley calling you crazy, you probably are. I don't know that I necessarily like that Sammy's partner in the street fight tonight is Tommy Dreamer. I told you guys in the last match he had the night of his 50th birthday against Rich Swan, that I felt like he was having some health problems. He wasn't moving as well as he normally did. And the weapons element wasn't as inventive, fast, and targeted as what it usually is. They're taking on the Good Brothers. And, guys, I think, and, you know, you guys can disagree with me, 
write me if you do, but I think we see Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer win this one tonight. I think we're seeing the setup of Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary, where possibly we see Sammy Callahan take the Impact World Championship back. No, I don't think Moose does it tonight. There's a spoiler alert. But anyway, um, I don't think Sammy Callahan can afford to lose. Especially not to the Good Brothers. Um, A lot of people, I'm shocked, have not picked up on what they were trying to really push in Impact. They're not getting the whole... The Good Brothers, technically, are supposed to be in Nashville tonight. Um, taking on Sammy and Tommy Dreamer. While Kenny Omega is in Jacksonville, Florida, at Daly's Place, taking on Moose. So that they can't help each other. I don't know that that was spelled out for some wrestling fans that just kind of tune in, in and out of Impact Wrestling. However, Kenny Omega and Moose's match was taped, I think last week or a week and a half ago, whenever the last time AEW was actually live. They taped the rest of this month's AEW Dynamites, and they taped that match. So it's all already, you know, out there and everything. So... I think they tell that story in both matches tonight. So we see Sammy Callahan win tonight like he did over Moose last week and continues his winning streak up until Slammiversary. Then we've got the X Division number one contenders match. Guys, you know I'm a big X Division fan. I absolutely am excited about this match. I think this match will probably start the night. The only problem I wish that they would learn is when you start it with X Division, it goes downhill because they start at such a high level and they've got Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, P.D. Williams, and Raheem Raju in a five-way tonight scramble and the talent in it is unreal. Um, I think we are going to see a match and a half. I wish TJP was in it, but I understand he is off taking care of an injury, had surgery, um, spending time with his family. He has a, I think, a newborn son. And wish TJP, you guys know how much I love him, um the best, and I hope he gets well very quickly. But I think we see Josh Alexander maybe sitting on the sidelines tonight scouting. And honestly, I know a lot of people are picking P.D. Williams. And maybe that's who we get. I I don't know that I want to see P.D. Williams versus Josh Alexander at Slammiversary, though. I would rather see Josh Alexander either against Trey Miguel or Chris Bay. Now, I'm going against my best instincts. 
by heart. You guys know once Trey Miguel there. I want Trey Miguel um, to have that X Division championship. I want him to carry that. I think it means a lot to him. Not that it doesn't mean a lot to Josh Alexander. But I saw him last weekend at Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series and how he carries that belt and is very proud of having that. And so I would love for Trey Miguel to win tonight. I hope we see it. I don't think we will. My prediction tonight is Chris Bay. Like I said, I know a lot of you are on the P.D. Williams bandwagon. I am too. I like him. But I think Impact is basically saying it's Chris Bay's time. So I do think Chris Bay gets the big win tonight. And we see him against Josh Alexander at uh, Slammiversary. The Knockouts Tag Team Championship. This is horrific. Um, I can't even tell you why this is on the card. This was kind of thrown together. I thought we were going to see Taylor Wilde with a partner here taking on Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele. But we're not. I don't understand why. Very confused. Why um, Taylor Wilde's not on this card. But anyway, we're getting Kira Hogan, Tasha Steele, Fire and Flava defending their tag team title belts against Susan and Kimberly. I could care less about these two. These two are whiners. And they're not good heels. I don't know why they're the backup of Deanna Perrazzo. Um, They're not telling that story very well. Um, They're a bunch of clowns, basically, that are behind Deanna Perrazzo, who is trying to tell the story of being a classic, virtuoso, um, a leader, superior... She is dressed appropriately, and then you got these two clowns behind you that are bungling stuff, and I don't know. I was hoping that Susan would turn back to Sue Young. Um, I don't know that we're going to ever see that. I wish they'd pull the trigger on that, but I look for Fire and Flavor to really turn it out tonight, show off, and keep the belts I don't know how they're going to make this one interesting I really don't I have no no clue um then we have the impact tag team championships I thought it was great for us to see Diener and Rhino Rhino used his call his shot um victory to call the shot against Finjuice who were unaware of that, who didn't understand, and when the bell rang, were still questioning things, and we saw, boom, Cody, or Diener, and I want to call him Cody Diener, but um, Diener and Rhino quickly jump on them, pin them, win the belts. Again, 
don't understand. Why are we having a feud with Violent by Design versus Decay? Uh, you guys know I have a soft spot in my heart for Crazy Steve. I, I enjoy him. Black Truce? Uh, I don't know. I think it's very obvious that um, Crazy Steve from one set of tapings where they did eight tapings, and then the next set of tapings, I think they did six or seven, that um, they totally changed him. And um, it's it's been interesting watching him, uh, how everything has changed about him and everything. So I like the character of Crazy Steve. However, I... I think we see shenanigans by violent with design. They cheat. Uh, Eric Young probably causes some kind of distraction. And they keep their belts. Because I don't think we've built Crazy Steve and Black Roots up enough to have the belts. And I don't think we've built Decay up enough to have the belts. So, no. Shouldn't, shouldn't happen tonight. So, I don't see anything changing. We've got the Knockouts Championship. We've got Deanna Perrazzo versus Rosemary. Why? Again, why? You know, we, we saw them. Granted, her and Rosemary are great wrestlers. If you go back to a couple episodes when when they had a pay-per-view, took on each other, you'll hear me say, I didn't think that they had a lot of chemistry. I don't know if they've gotten to know each other in the back or they've worked with each other since then. If not, it's going to be horrific again. And I'm not just talking about the character, Rosemary, and her makeup. I'm talking the match because last match, they didn't have any chemistry. And their moves didn't flow. It wasn't a good match. There were quite a few botches. And both of these women can wrestle. And I would love for them to show out on a big stage like this. I don't know whether they will or not. Um, This is a filler uh, pay-per-view. So even though I think Havoc comes out and gets involved, I think Deanna Perrazzo keeps her belt. She should walk into Slammiversary as the Knockouts champion. And... I thought we were leading up to her taking on Tyler Wild or Taylor Wild, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe she comes in and interferes tonight in Rosemary Deanna Parasso's match. Maybe. I I don't know. I don't know how we get another person involved. And I know a lot of you are saying, Oh, it's gonna be one of the the new signees. Well, that's going to be real hard. You've got to tell me, and that's that's what I've been doing on, on Twitter, is getting into some d- discussions and finding out what some people think. How do you see there is no TV show from July 13th, July 14th, and then Slammiversary is supposed to be live in front of a crowd on July 17th? How do you tell a story of a brand new signee coming from 
WWE and challenging Deanna Perrazzo or Kenny Omega. There's nothing. Unless they have a past with each other. Nothing. You can't build it up for three or four weeks. So that's the reason why I think what you're going to see happen in AEW Fighter Fest Night 1, you're going to see talented wrestlers show up because they've signed a new contract, interfere in Night 1, or announce their presence in Night 1. You're not going to see any of them wrestle. But Night 2, which is the following week, also in Texas, you're going to see them actually be able to because AEW has been the late. They have Sammy Guevara's uh, video log. They have Ethan Page's video log. They have um, the Dark Order doing things. They have um, Chris Jericho does vignettes on the internet. So they're going to build up a story that way. Impact Wrestling doesn't do that kind of stuff. So I think Deanna Peraza wins tonight. I don't know who she takes on for Slammiversary. Of course, I didn't know who she was going to take on tonight until last week when Rosemary, you know, beat Havoc because they weren't building her up with anybody. And then the last match tonight, guys, it's the Impact World Championship. Uh, it's going to be in Jacksonville at Daly's Place. Kenny Omega is going to be there. Don Callis specifically said he will have the home field advantage. Yes, he will. And I think we're going to see that play out tonight. Um, do I think Moose is capable of beating Kenny Omega? Yeah. But they haven't led up to that correctly. I don't want to tell you how disappointed I am in this version of Kenny Omega. Um, I wanted him to be the cleaner, and it's extremely obvious that they're not going to let him be that, or he doesn't want to be that. Um, he is now the puppet of Don Callis, and I hate it. So I think he needs to drop every single one of his belts as quickly as possible, which means I wish Moose would take it tonight. I wish Andrade would take it, his AAA belt in July, and then at All Out, I wish, I know some of you are rooting for Hangman, I don't want Hangman, I either want heel Brian Cage, or if they're going to turn him babyface, then I don't want him, but I want uh, maybe Sammy Guevara, I said that to some people, um, some actual co-workers the other day, and they were like, uh, I don't think he's ready, and I was like, they've got two months. They started building him at Blood and Guts, and now they have built him with Stadium Stampede, and I do think they need to pull the trigger on it. I think they need to go young. But anyway, um, I don't think tonight's Moose's night. Moose let it slip that his contract's running out. Does, has he resigned? Is he going to resign? Because if he's not, and you allow him to win tonight, then He's in the same boat as Tessa Blanchard, holding the championship over your head. Impact said that they would never get in that situation again. So, number one, that makes me feel like they are leaning towards him losing. Number two, I just, I don't think Moose 
is built up enough as a character to overtake Kenny Omega. I don't think he's had enough interaction with Kenny Omega. I think there may be a point in the match where Moose does get the best of Kenny Omega and we see the Young Bucks. I think they do make an appearance tonight since the Good Brothers are supposedly stuck in Nashville, Tennessee. The only other way they could do it is if they have the street fight as the very first match. Um, And I didn't want to mention it when we were talking about the street fight. If you see the street fight being the very first match, then what will probably happen is you will then see the Good Brothers jump on a plane trying to make it to Jacksonville. Remember, Kenny Omega did that a couple weeks ago. He jumped on a flight at the beginning of Impact from Jacksonville to Nashville and made it at the very end of the show. So, I think you may see the Good Brothers show up if the street fight is the very first uh, match. But I think you also see Sammy Callahan show up because he will be taking on Kenny Omega at Slammiversary. Um, if they don't have the street fight first, then I think you see the Young Bucks show up. Don't be surprised if when the Young Bucks come out, you do not see Eddie Kingston, Pac, and um, Ray Phoenix. Or, not Ray Phoenix, Penta. Uh, Penta El Mero, or El Zero Madero. Um, because they have a trios match with the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler, and Eddie Kingston in the Death Triangle this Wednesday night on Dynamite. Remember, they've already taped all of Dynamite. So this would just be a lead-up to that match. Would be a perfect segue, and they could have taped it, and it would have looked good. So, interested in seeing who does show up tonight. I'm leaning towards the Young Bucks haven't been on Impact yet, that they won't be. I think that would be too many new wrestlers to Impact Wrestling fans, if they're only Impact Wrestling fans. So I think we see the street fight go on first. I think we see the Good Brothers jump on a plane. They interfere in the Moose match, and then we see Sammy Callahan. That's my prediction. Kenny Omega continues the win, takes on Sammy Callahan in July at Slammiversary. If it's not the first match, remember, I'm predicting then that it will be the Young Bucks who come out to save Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega wins. We see Eddie Kingston, Pac, and Penta get a hold of the Young Bucks. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens tonight. Guys, I expect to, if not be undefeated, to probably go like maybe 8-2. and two. 
the, some of those early matches, um, the Ko- Kojima, if he signed a long-term contract, yes, there he may win. Rich Swan may beat Morrissey. I don't see it happening, but maybe. Uh, P.D. Williams may win the, the number one contender. So I might go 8-2, and two, but this is just going to be a predictable pay-per-view for you guys, and I don't blame you if you don't watch it. I'm going to watch it, but I don't blame you if you don't. As always, guys, you can write me at prowrestlingot at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Twitter at uh, ProOvertime. That's two O's, ProOvertime. And let me know where I got it wrong. You guys feel free to write me also with any questions, comments, problems, or protests that you guys have. And I look forward to talking to you soon and seeing you down the road. Take care, guys. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.